Good morning and welcome. Patriot Radio News Hour on this Thursday. I'm Joe Jaquin, CEO of the Patriot Trading Group, and our toll-free number, 800-951-0592. The website at allamericangold.com. Make it part of your daily routine because we're about educating, right? It's, uh, you know, one thing to know, hey, I know I need to have gold and silver in my portfolio. I, I, I know that. I can see that. I'm not I'm not an idiot, right? I see the debts. I see the division in America. I'm getting ready for, for the riots to come to a city near you and uh, as we watch our elected officials and just the the graph that is out there, you know, whether it's the the Hunter Biden thing, of course, that doesn't shock any of us, does it? Does it really shock any of us? Oh, hey, I made millions off of my dad's name. Yeah, that doesn't shock us, right? I mean, uh, this is part of the problem with people that are politicians for life. You know, they, they're all loaded uh, with this stuff, and, and 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 they can give the image of being squeaky clean, and yet their family members rake in millions of dollars. Uh, uh, the big, I'll call it the the... Everybody must wear a mask channel, CNN. Uh, I don't know if you caught Tucker Carlson yesterday uh, with Chris Cuomo, uh, you know, the governor of New York's brother, uh, repeatedly not wearing his mask to the point where the building that he lives in, and New York's a little different place, you know, these buildings, they all have... Uh, especially if you're wealthy, right? You've got the uh, the, the doorman, and, and you've got a a management company that per, you know, kind of like a HOA for us regular folk. Uh, that the building management or HOA, if you will, had to send Cuomo's letter saying, "Please stop endangering everybody else," and they were going to start fining him if he didn't wear a mask. And he comes out on TV and. And, and tells everybody what a bad person you are if you don't. Of course, remember Nancy Pelosi going to the salon, right? All of this stuff, right? Do as I say, not as I do. And we, we, and it's the same on the right. Let's 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 not just say it's just the left, right? The right does the same thing. And so we know, we understand, we get it, right? You're a bunch of hypocrites, all of you. I just wish. We, that's what really, I think we need two things. Number one, we need to go back to a gold standard so they cannot devalue our money. Who who gave them this right? I know I didn't vote for it. You didn't vote. No one voted for it. Well, I guess back in 1913 they did. Right? Of course, uh, was the vote, uh, was, was it legal? Well, they met in secret for years. Wanting to make sure... No one found out. Now, who is they? The Rothschilds, right? You, you know all the Warburgs, which was uh, uh, the big power in Germany, the big family in Germany, uh, the Rockefellers. You know, they were all there. Every one of them. And stocking the Congress with their candidates, whether it was the brother-in-law a sister-in-law, a cousin, a niece, a nephew, didn't matter. They got their family members in or close personal friends of their family to vote in for this central bank that now openly just comes out and tells everybody day after day and week after week 
we need to devalue the currency. Now, they don't say it like that. Because if they said it like that, you may pay attention. Of course, by the time they're done dumbing down our children, it's all going to be so easy, isn't it? That's why you call, but allamericangold.com, there's hardly anything on there. Maybe an article every other day that we talk about. So you, when you think about it, we got videos, articles that we hardly talk about. Go out there, get yourself educated. Understand what's really happening. Right? And that's a hard thing to do anymore. Right? Because the media now wants to block us. Right? They want to block everything that they don't think you should know. Oh, well, that, that, that paints us in a bad light. Block. Right? This is what happened to the to the home of the brave, the land of the free. What happened to this? Right now we 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 cower in fear. And we allow for all of our freedoms to be taken away. And nobody says, well, hardly anybody says a word. We got the last presidential debate today. Uh, kind of feels like we've been cheated too, right? Couldn't have been any better for the Democrats. Uh, first of all, right, we we, uh, we only had two, far less than normal. This is how bad Joe Biden has not campaigned Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday. But he had to rest up. That, that ought to tell you something. Uh, I'm very, I'm getting very nervous. I, I still, you know what, I, I'm telling you right now, they're doing all they can to, to try to convince you this is a landslide. It's not. Uh, not by a long shot. Uh, so we'll see how it goes tonight. I guess we've got a mute button now, right? All of these things, to, you know, oh, no, let's try to, you know, make it fair. And, of course, by fair, they really mean let's make sure that we have an advantage. I don't know. We've gone how many years now? Oh, 250 some. <laughs> I forget how old the country is, but... Uh, without one of these, but now we've got to have one. Of course, uh, it's only because Joe Biden doesn't have the chops. Let's just call it what it is. That's why. Picture Radio News Hour. When we get back, we're going to be talking about the jobless claims number. I don't get the calculator out because it's a complicated one. We'll be right back. 800 You know, before we get, we're going to talk about jobless claims today. And again, if they could make it more complicated, but I'll simplify it for you. Don't worry. And the Federal Reserve yesterday, now, it's so funny. Here they are, all of these Federal Reserve governors and, and Jay Powell himself, they've been out on TV a million times. Okay, not a million, but almost every single day for weeks. And yet they've never brought this up. How bad is it? For those of you that that have a lot of money in your bank accounts, you're going to want to pay attention. Because yesterday, the central bank, they didn't go on TV and say it. Oh, no, no. No, they won't do that. They'll have an IMF meeting and talk about digital currencies. No, nope. instead, see, they, I guess 
I should be happy that at least they still feel obligated to tell the truth. They just won't say it publicly. So they actually released two different press releases that nobody reported on, conveniently. Uh, but but I'll, I'll, I'll tell you what they had to say. All of those things are coming up. Uh, but I, I want to, I meant to say this and I forgot, uh, big news for 1360 KHNC, uh, obviously the radio station in Colorado that we own, uh, we are uh, have formed an alliance uh, with MyKind. MyKind is a CBD company based in Colorado. All of the product, the marijuana, grown in Colorado, all the processing, all the labs, everything done in Colorado uh, in the next 24 to 36 hours, and actually in the next, say, 4 to 36 hours. So hopefully by this afternoon, uh, we will have a shopping cart available on the 1360 website, 1360khnc.com, where we will be uh, promoting the CBD products in uh, alliance with my kind, uh, we will have the cheapest price in the country. We'll actually be selling it for less uh, than my kind sells it on their website. Uh, this is 100% pure, all organic. They use no pesticides, no heavy metals in their in their plant production. Uh, COAs for you people out there that are in the that, that do take CBDs. This is the lab reports. We, Full disclosure, everything that's in it, which is nothing. Uh, there is no marijuana in the product. So uh, if you take our, take the products and you fail a drug test, that's on you. Which, by the way, a lot of these things, when you shop for CBD online and, and these mi- different milligrams and different strengths, uh, you want to make sure you have all this. So something that's manufactured all here in the United States and all of this in Colorado, uh, the the purity, all of those things, exactly what they say is in it is in it, and the price. We're I'm just going to tell you right now. We're going to be running them on sale uh, for the next probably six weeks leading up to the holidays here. Uh, the cheapest price in the country, and I don't care what brand it is that have that you can make all of the following all done here in the U.S. with all the independent lab results and all of those things. Uh, we have. Uh, they've got pet products, human products, all of those uh, different things. There's even coffee. Who knew CBD coffee? So all of that's coming uh, to the 1360 website. Uh, so all of you that have taken CBD or take CBD, we're going to give you a better alternative at a much, much better price. Uh, and not not to mention, for those of you, and I know because my wife and I have uh, hemp-based, and, and Brian is, is uh, sending me a text so I get it right. Uh, a hemp-based product, so you know, the the, mar- the marijuana thing. It comes from the marijuana plant, but yeah, it's a hemp-based. There is no uh, marijuana in the product. So, uh, I, and again, uh, excuse my ignorance on that, but uh, they have been educating us, so I should be a little better at it. Uh, nonetheless, you know, my wife and I were always looking for healthier alternatives, right? Than taking, you know, you don't want it to be taken. Advil every day or leave every day or or whatever it may be and man it's expensive you go to these CBD stores 
uh, it wildly expensive, and so you you don't know. So you always, you buy a lower strength because it's a little less money. Uh, but now you can buy you can buy the good stuff here at a price that's super affordable. So look forward to that. And I'll talk more about it tomorrow as well. But I just wanted to get that in there for you because uh, we're really, really excited about it. It's going to be great for the radio station. But more importantly, uh, it's what we're all about here, supporting like-minded people, supporting other small businesses. So that's coming to you. Jobless claims. Very interesting number today. Uh, they came out, and the number was 700 and 87,000, which that's a lot lower than it's been, right? We, but we've been in the, the eights, right? The 860-ish number ever since they changed the way they counted. And I was like, hey, that's a, you know, it's hard to say that's a good number, <laughs> right? I mean, not really. I mean, the same week last year, it was like 180-some thousand or 200,000. I think it was 189,000. Uh, the previous all-time record high before the pandemic hit was all the way back in the 80s. And I think it had to do with some big strikes and whatnot. But it was like 660,000, something like about about over 100,000 less than what this number is. And we're kind of saying, hey, it's a better number. Here's the problem. That wasn't the real number. I want it to be. But apparently... All the layoffs, remember the layoffs that we have been talking about? You know, the airline industry, Disney, the government, uh, because what they did is they're, they're, they're furloughed. They're, they're furloughed. In other words, hey, uh, you're not laid off. We're just asking to take a break. <laughs> you don't get paid. But it, that number. Over the last two weeks, has but risen by a million people. I think last week alone, it was almost four hundred thousand. So it's like, okay, well, wait a minute. So you, you you lied to us the last couple of weeks. You didn't put it all together. Where you said, well, we want to count these people differently, and the government wants to count a lot of people differently now. So now we have three different. I know it's hard. It's complicated. Heaven forbid we've got to add three numbers together. I mean, if you lived in the San Diego School District, you may not be able to do that because it's racist. How dare you make me add three numbers together? So the government came out, 787. That's what you heard on the headlines. Oh, look, it's great. It's better. It is better. But that really wasn't the number. Uh, And then they said continuing claims fell by a million people. It's kind of funny. The exact same number that went ended up in this other program over the last couple of weeks. Uh, but but don't worry. This is what I'm here for. Uh, I, I uh, Before they dumbed down the education system, apparently I was able to complete, this was probably, if I was guessing, this is third grade math. Right? Third grade math. Adding Maybe even second grade. If you're really smart, you probably pulled this off in second grade. So I added up all these numbers together. So jobless claims last week, they said 787. It was actually 
$1.41 million. So, obviously, significantly higher than what they wanted to tell you. Uh, then they said that the continuing claims number fell dramatically below $9 million seasonally adjusted, of course, right? And what does that mean? We don't know. I thought they got rid of the season. I don't know. But that's what they said. 9,397,000 people. Well, again, there's that, that hard little thing. It's called math. Yeah, got, you, you, government's got an, another program, a third program, where they hide all the other people that don't have a job. If you add them together, the total comes out to us well, a little more than $9 million. And I know that that, uh, that upsets everybody. It was 20, I'm, I'm trying to, there it is, $23,150,477. And then if you add the other $1.1 million today, uh, we're at $24,250,000. And remember, this number... Listen, that's actually an improvement. I don't want to mislead you. This number six weeks ago was about thirty million. So we've improved about six million. It's pretty good. I mean, when you shut down the whole economy, this is the kind of things that happen. But when you get the full scope of it, most states, Arizona, even Arizona, which we're, we we have done better than most, but our un- unemployment rates like uh, five and change, like five and a half percent. It's almost double what it used to be, and that's really kind of when you look at it. What's happened with the real unemployment rate? Well, here's the problem: we don't know because the government wants to tell you that the unemployment rates, you know, somewhere around seven percent now, but they don't want to count it all. But even the best states, Arizona and Colorado, two of the best states, and these are states, obviously, our radio shows live in these states. We, we follow these states very carefully. Both states, the unemployment rate is double what it was before COVID. And we're two of the best. So think about what it is in California. Think about what it is in New York and, and, and all of these other states. You're probably t- looking at four times higher But nonetheless, that was the number. Listen, I'm just pointing it out to you. Do with it as you wish. All the moratoriums still in place. Uh, We'll have to wait and see. Today, stimulus talk. Nancy Pelosi said, hey, we're getting closer. But but the Republicans, they probably won't pass the bill in the Senate. Uh, The president tweeted out that he doesn't think that uh, Nancy Pelosi and Chucky e. Schumer are going to make a deal happen. That have that has the Dow down. That has gold down. Uh, the dollar. I don't know why the dollar goes h- higher with no stimulus, but that's kind of what. It, not much, but it's up a little bit. Gold's down about twenty bucks. Silver's down about fifty cents. Now tomorrow we'll probably get stimulus news. We'll be right back. Uh, but but uh, that was really the tweet from the president today. Uh, and again, remember. Last week he tweeted that that we, that he was done negotiating. We're getting a deal. Here's the thing. Make sure you bought before the deal. 
Gold will break out of this range and, and, and be heading higher. So will silver. Uh, as soon as they announce that there is a deal in place, it'll go again when they actually pass the deal and probably again when the checks show up. Got to remember, they got to save Christmas. You know, and I know they're trying to, to put the positive spin on it, but they it's going to take, let's just say they approve it, I don't know, Monday. Okay, So Monday, Pelosi and Mnuchin say we've reached a deal. Then they've got to write it, and then they've got to vote on it. It probably won't get done until that weekend. Right, maybe one of those emergency weekend sessions. That's if they go really, really fast and Mitch McConnell and the Republicans don't hold it up. Then for everybody to get their money, that's going to take another three weeks. So you can see, hey, we're getting right up towards the end of November if they act now, if they wait till the election, which they may, then those are gonna be Uh, right up against that Christmas deadline. How healthy are the banks? And I know we've got the presidential debate and the election and, you know, riots and laptops and masks and lockdowns and second waves, third waves, right? We've got all this stuff. But does any of it matter if the Institutions that hold your money are insolvent. I mean, really? And think about it. Any of these banks go over it, under, it's over. We know this. They're massive. It's the stupidest plan anybody... It's almost as dumb as the San Diego School District yesterday. Grades are racist! You know what? We're not even going to count all these tests. I don't know what tests they're going to count, but the the early tests don't count. You don't have to turn in your homework, and you don't have to behave in class. Those are all racist things. Somehow that's going to make them better students. Come on. Stupidity. This is what we have. But it's not done on accident. This is done on purpose. Because it was the only way to keep the Ponzi scheme going. They have to make it bigger. Right? And I've been educating all of you for how long? Like, the only way to make this thing better and big, the debt's got to be what? It's got to get bigger. That's how it works. And then it has to be somehow worth more. But we all know at a certain point when it gets so big, all of a sudden it's worthless. Not worth less, worthless. And this is what we're facing. Uh, two of them, my, these two are becoming my favorite people, uh, Pam and, and, and Russ Martins. Uh, they they write a, uh, I'll call it a, a, a blog, for lack of a better term, the Wall Street on Parade. Uh, if you don't follow it, start following it. Start reading, start educating yourself. They're talking about yesterday, the Federal Reserve issued two press releases. And I'm thinking about, you know, you just testified in front of Congress a couple weeks ago. Heck, Jay Powell's been on the Today Show. Yesterday, 
O'Leal, who if Biden wins is going to apparently be the new Treasury Secretary, she was on CNBC. She didn't even talk about any press releases. I mean, you would have thought, hey, let me come in and and tell you about uh, what's happening here. Oh, no. No, what did she talk about? Hey, we need more debt. That's what she talked about. Yep, we need you guys to help the little people because we can't help the little people. We can only help the big people. The first press release, and I'll, I'll give you the title, Agencies Finalize Rule to Reduce the Impact of Large Bank Failures. Now, the first thing that pops into my head is, I thought you already did that. Right? Don't, did, did we forget about too big to fail? And oh, we put all these rules in place to make sure we're supposed to have this great plan that somehow we could have a major financial institution go under and not affect the other financial institutions. Because here's the problem. These guys are a bunch of liars. I hate to say it. It's true. These banks buy each other's garbage every day. Hey, you buy my garbage, I'll buy your garbage. Wink, wink, not done. They lie about loan loss reserves. Just like, I remember I told you in the third quarter they were going to lie, and they did. Miraculously, uh, with... Well, I don't care how you slice it. You got 23 million people out of work, and, and they're saying they're, that they're not having any losses? Okay. Sure, if you want to believe that. <laughs> maybe all the THC that uh, my kind takes out of the products, maybe that's what the Fed's smoking. I don't know. So apparently, the rules that they wrote for Dodd-Frank too big to fail... They weren't good enough. They've had to change the rule. Now, they didn't, tell, they didn't tell anybody, but that's why I'm here. I'm here to tell you. How bad is it that you realize, uh-oh, we got another. Now, you didn't say that when you testified in front of Congress. Matter of fact, you've been telling everybody that the banks have been a source of strength. You remember Baghdad Bob? Remember him? Right there in the, the, the Iraq war, and he'd come out on TV every day and, and try to tell the Iraqis how they were winning the war. Right? Same thing. Right? Jay Powell's back dead bound. Oh, no, the banks are a source of strength. Nobody believes that. That, that. that cannot be true. See, that's the part that makes it so hard because we know it's not true. Now, here's the problem. That wasn't the only press release. Well, they, they, they issued another one. Agencies issue final rule. Hmm. Well, this is a final one now. So, obviously, first of all, well, what happened to the rule again? Well, we, we've, we've made another change, but what was this rule about? This one's the final one, though. They're, they promised, because they used the word final. To strengthen... Resilience of large banks. Now, when you read that, you're like, oh, yeah, that's a good thing. Final rule to strengthen the resilience. 
What does that mean? Well, what it means is, hey, these banks got problems. We, we, they're not strong enough. They're not a source of strength. I mean, I didn't use the word. Jay Powell used the word source of strength. And yet we needed a final rule to strengthen the resilience. Now let's go to the first press release. What is that all about? See, in 2008, you know, when Lehman went under, right, Citigroup, uh, AIG, Merrill Lynch, right, they, we had the, the daisy chain of events. They came up with this thing. You may remember it. They called it TELC, T-L-A-C, which was the total loss absorbing capacity. In other words, the central bank was like, hey, we've got to come up with a way to cover all the losses of these banks so it doesn't spread to other banks. Sounds logical. Now, of course, the easy solution is, hey, let's make them a lot smaller so that way it's manageable. Uh Uh-oh. I'll tell you why they had to write new rules when we return. We've been played. We've put our full faith and trust into this central bank whose job it was, at least initially, was to regulate banks. But now now it's stable dollar, stably heading down. Right, I guess we could give them that. Right, they've they've done a stable job of devaluing. <laughs> Let's give them props for that. In full unemployment, just we couldn't do that part, so we just changed the way we counted it. But you know, if you use our new methodology, we're you know, obviously pandemic aside. Well, here's what these sneaky criminal criminal people did so instead of breaking up these banks because you know there used to be laws about how big banks could be because of this issue see they they were smart once they've doubled themselves down right they used to say hey you couldn't you couldn't be more than a regional bank you know i always use the 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 diamondbacks as a great example uh, bank One Ballpark. Remember Bank One? Nobody hardly does. They weren't here very long. Uh, before that, though, Bank One, it was Valley National Bank. A lot of you old-timers here, you remember Valley National Bank. That was a big bank here in Arizona. Well, when they changed the laws, it got bought out by Bank One, who got bought out by, I think it's J.P. Morgan now. I don't buyout after buyout after buyout. The, the ballparks had like four different names, but they allowed for these banks to become so massive that's created this problem that they keep trying to tell us they've solved. So they crank, came up with with Telc, which essentially was the banks had to sell insurance on their loans. That's essentially it. Apparently, when they wrote the rules, they didn't sleep at a Holiday Inn because they they 
didn't do a very good job because here's what happened. The bank said, oh, okay, sure. And they just bought their own insurance. They sold it to themselves. <laughs> Which essentially defeats the entire purpose altogether. And what the Fed found out is when they really dug into it, all the banks did was either they bought their own or bought each other's. They actually never sold it to anybody. Because they were supposed to use that insurance money when and if the bank went under to recapitalize the bank. In other words, as I told you all along, they don't have the money in the FDIC insurance if any of the the 10 largest banks in the United States go under. They don't have the money. They're 10. Probably, probably don't have enough money even if the 100th largest bank went under. But this was part of how they were going to recapitalize, make you whole without having to use a bailout. Now they found out, uh-oh, whoops. But here's the, here's the moronic part. They did it on their loans at face value, not on the derivatives, which is where the problem really is. I mean, uh, as an example, loans from J.P. Morgan Chase in uh, credit default swaps at the office of the comptroller of the currency, they issued $612 billion worth of loans. They sold insurance on $597 billion of it. Now, we don't know how much they bought of it, but, you know, probably to themselves. J.P. Morgan Chase has $55 trillion in derivatives. Guess where that sits? Yeah. Right on the hook of the taxpayer. See, so they tried to make it appear that they were helping us. And even then, the banks bamboozled them. And and now it's going to be interesting to see uh, what happens. But even the law itself doesn't address the problem. And then the second part of the law, this has to do with liquidity. By the way, the Federal Reserve today fined J.P. Morgan 154 million, was it million? Yeah, I think it was million, $154 million. Uh, Remember, they got a $2 billion fine from the Department of Justice. I'm still waiting for the language from the Fed. I haven't seen it if there's uh, liquidity issues there. But when they talked about the strengths of the bank under Dodd-Frank again, right, they were saying that, you know, the bank has to hold X amount of their loans and they got to do all of these things. But the second part was the Fed was going to further degrade the safeguards that they told us they were trying to protect. And they used good old Lael Bernard who cast the only dissenting vote to finalize the rules that will drastically reduce the liquidity held by the largest banks. In other words, the Federal Reserve is trying to play games with your money. They're going to allow for the banks to get rid of all the liquidity so they don't have to look like they're insolvent, which means if they really go under, we they got nothing. If there's a run on a bank, 
They don't have. They won't have the money. Remember why the Fed had to start buying the bonds, right? The banks were running out of money. They're like, hey, we have to buy all this treasury debt. And now we're finding out today that the yesterday, well, I guess it was yesterday, the Fed had a press release, it was today or yesterday, that last night or this morning, saying, hey, two things. Number one, this insurance thing that we told the banks to buy, uh, they manipulated it. And then number two, we're going to allow them to drain their liquidity because they don't have enough money. I mean, that's really what it is, right? They don't have enough money set aside for loan loss. Patriot Radio News Hour, final segment coming up. So here's what we learned today. The banks really didn't sell insurance. So if they go under, they can be recapitalized. Then we learned the liquidity requirements have been loosened. And what that means is, remember, the problem before was the banks didn't have enough of, of high-quality debt. And so they came up with this Tier 1, Tier 2, Tier 3 thing, right? And the Tier 1, that's pretty much U.S. Treasuries, right? Maybe Apple. But yesterday or last night, this morning, the central bank with only one dissenter is now going to allow for the banks to carry less quality credit. In other words, all the credit they're holding is getting ready to get, what, whacked. A lot of stuff that was Tier 1 is probably going into Tier 2, and a whole lot of Tier 2 is going into that Tier 3 pile, and that Tier 3 pile is going into bankruptcy. It's an absolute slap in the face. It is totally, once again, hey, we made these rules, and oh, never mind. Forget it. You can't comply, so let's just change them again. And let's not tell anybody. Definitely don't go on TV and tell anybody. It's absolutely ridiculous. But it's just another reason why you keep, you know, you got to keep what you need to in the bank. But don't keep more than that. Don't keep more than that. You know, look how fast it went the last time. Right? We went from this crazy housing market to everybody's out of business in, what, less than two years. I mean, that's what happened. It's going to happen again. That's how we'll get the electronic currency. I'm sure of it. Uh, today's special. It's a great one again. Uh, U.S. $5 Liberties. Got a nice pullback. Gold's at 1900 I uh, got about a, a little over a hundred, so I got quite a few of them. Five sixty again. This is about as low as they've been, right? We've been five sixty every time. There's a, a nice pullback. We get in that five sixty range. One through nineteen, five sixty. I'll incentivize if you buy twenty or more. Five fifty five. That puts that four fives at only $65 over a 20, which is, it never gets that close. That is super, usually if it's 100 bucks or less, I say buy it, right? Hey, if it's a four, four fives are only 100 bucks more than a 20, that's a pretty good buy. Uh, today, uh, even, at, even at 560, you're looking at $85 over, so, so four of them would be $85 more than a 20. If you buy 20 or more, 
Uh, you take it all the way down to $65, uh, which is about as close as I can remember it being in a long, long time. Because the fives, you never get like the tens. Sometimes you can sell tens for less, and, and, and a lot of times you can sell them for the same price. That never happens in the $5 market. Essentially, look at it this way. You're paying about $16, 16 to $20 per coin to fractionalize it, depending on if you uh, buy it in quantity or not. So U.S. $5 liberties, these are the quarter-ounce gold pieces, 560, 1 through 19, 20 or more at 555, at 800, 951, 0592. We got one more. Here's the great news. Today's Thursday. I mean, tomorrow's Friday. You know what that means. God bless everybody. And we'll see you all tomorrow.